It's Tuesday, January 11, 2011. The Deepwater Horizon disaster did not have to happen. It was both foreseeable and preventable. The final report from the National Oil Spill Commission. Haiti, one year later, yet another shutdown of BP's Alaska pipeline, plus, from a unique perspective above Earth, a word about Representative Gabrielle Giffords, a clean energy champion. We're better than this. We must do better. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and for today only, in honor of Representative Giffords, no snarky comment. This is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report is sponsored by you. Yes, you. We rely on your support, not corporations or foundations, to help us continue telling the truth about green news on your public mainstream airwaves. Please stop by greennews.bradblog.com and hit that PayPal button in support. You can also PayPal to greennews at bradblog.com. We rely on you, and thank you. Okay, Des, it's been a difficult couple of days, and I know that we on this broadcast have often focused on the blue dog Democrats, the corporatist Democrats, as we've often called them, who have been opponents of clean energy legislation. Gabrielle Giffords, though a self-identified blue dog, was not one of those opponents. She was, in fact, a champion of clean energy and uh, solar energy in her state of Arizona. Yes, yes, she is. And we'll have more on her in a moment. But first, a sober anniversary. Wednesday, January 12th, marks one year since the 7.2 earthquake struck the island nation of Haiti, leveling the capital city of Port-au-Prince and killing 300,000 people, most due to substandard building construction. After the initial rush of emergency aid and international attention, the recovery has stalled. One year later, less than 10% of the rubble has been cleared from the streets, over a million people still living in what were supposed to be temporary tent camps, and now the population is contending with the cholera epidemic. There are a few signs of hope as funding trickles in, but aid organizations say any real recovery will take decades. Mac McClelland, human rights reporter, is on the ground in Haiti. Do check out her must-read reports at motherjones.com. Now over to the Arctic, where an oil leak has led to the virtual shutdown of the Trans-Alaska Pipeline. Crude oil transport in the pipeline was reduced over the weekend to just 5% of capacity after an oil leak was discovered at a major pumping station. Officials with the pipeline management company, which is jointly owned by BP, ExxonMobil, and ConocoPhillips, say the leak appears to have been completely contained within a concrete encasement at the pump station and does not appear to have spilled into the environment. But the near shutdown of the aging pipeline for repairs increases the risk of spills elsewhere along its 800 miles. Company officials say the temporary shutdown of the pipeline shouldn't disrupt supplies, but the news is already causing international oil prices to jump. And this at a time when gas prices, at least in this country, had already been spiking for really no apparent reason. Yep, speculators are back. The National Oil Spill Commission, investigating the BP oil disaster in the Gulf, has released its final report. As you heard in the opening, former Senator Bob Graham of Florida, co-chair of the National Oil Spill Commission, outlined their recommendations on Tuesday. They call for a sweeping overhaul of the offshore drilling industry and increased federal oversight, saying the failures are systemic in the industry and that this accident was preventable. That fact alone makes the loss of the 11 lives, the serious injury to others on the rig, and the enormous damage that the explosion caused even more tragic. There's much more of it at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. 
Finally, a word about the attempted assassination of Representative Gabrielle Giffords in Tucson over the weekend that left six people dead and several critically injured. In her four years in Congress, Representative Giffords has been a champion of clean energy, from introducing solar energy legislation to casting a courageous vote for the House Climate and Clean Energy Bill back in 2009. Even her wedding in 2007 to astronaut Mark Kelly was an organic and all-recyclable affair. We wish her a speedy recovery and return to Congress. We need more like her. As we noted earlier, the Congresswoman has been one of those identified as a so-called conservative Democrat, but in fact she has parted from the Blue Dogs in her fight for clean energy, and for that she has certainly earned our respect. So we close tonight with the words of Representative Gifford's brother-in-law, Scott Kelly, also an astronaut, the twin brother of her husband Mark, who at this moment is orbiting high above us in the International Space Station. While looking back at this beautiful Earth, he called for an end to the inflammatory rhetoric which has already made an overheated planet even more of a tinderbox. You can read more about this story and the others we didn't have time for today at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. From a distance, the world looks blue and green And the snow-capped mountains white as I look out window, I see a very beautiful planet that seems very inviting and peaceful. Unfortunately, it is not. These days, we're constantly reminded of the unspeakable acts of violence and damage we can inflict upon one another, not just with our actions, but also with our irresponsible words. We're better than this. We must do better. From a distance.